Hello, believers, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger Podcast. I'm Dr. Shantae, and this is the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and influencers find the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. And so as you know, we are in the middle of a series and this is the series finale. We've been talking about spring cleaning. And you know what? I have appreciated your comments and your feedback. You know, a lot of you have said that this is a convicting series and it's designed to be a convicting series because all of us have such great potential and so many wonderful gifts that we want to share with the world. And I just don't want those gifts and our platforms to be compromised or for us to have to reap some things in our platforms because of seeds that we've sown for some things that we really just need to clean up. Okay, so the spring cleaning series ends today with the gospel according to Snoop. Yes, with so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. That same Snoop, in case you have been out of the loop, has released a gospel album, a 32-track album of curated gospel songs and Once again, when this news hit the airwaves, there was a lot of who he did what? Come on now. I just can't get with that. I just I that's just some garbage. You know what? He ain't got no business putting out no gospel album. I mean, give me a break. So I have a word for that. Okay, I have a word for that. Remember, the spring cleaning series is all about the attitudes and the behaviors and the mindsets that need to shift so that we can have clarity in our platform and not bring worldly debris or debris of distraction into our platforms and so yes I have a word straight out of the good book for this and it is coming from Philippians chapter 1 verses 15 through 18 and it says this it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry but others out of goodwill the latter do so out of love knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel this is Paul as the writer The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. So here's where we're going in this episode, the gospel according to Snoop. Number one, did you listen? Did you listen to the CD or to the album before you pass judgment on it? Number two, should Snoop be doing gospel? And number three, God's will be done. So let's get right into it. So the first point is, did you listen first? And I raised this question because the bigger question is, do you have a tendency to judge? Is it usually your first instinct to judge, to furrow your brow and to be like, mm, before you even know fully what it is? You know, 1 Corinthians 4, 4 through 5 says this, my conscience is clear but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God or some versions say they're just due from God. So here's what this is saying. And Paul is the writer here as well. In the first in our guiding scripture, Paul is in jail. And here, this is a different context. And he's saying Regardless of what's happening in the world, it is God ultimately who is going to judge, who is going to reveal what people's true intentions are. Because ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, even though we can suspect, even though we can infer, even though we can deduce, even though we can surmise, what we cannot ever do 
is no with 100% certainty why somebody does what they do, okay? Unless they tell you themselves. So here, Paul is saying, at the appointed time, God is going to bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. That's something that we can never judge, you know. So take it all the way back to the playground, you know, second, third grade, where you had, at least in my experience, little girls on the playground. Oh, she thinks she cute. Um, she thinks she's somebody just because she got new Jordans. Oh, she thinks she, oh, she thinks she, because I know I'm not the only person that grew up around mean girls. And so the point here is, is that oftentimes when we, snap to judgment that's a red flag that that's something that we need to take to God and say okay Lord work on me work on my heart work on my mindset where when I hear certain things or certain news in the world that my first instinct is to pass some sort of negative judgment on it and as I've said all throughout this series and certainly throughout this podcast the Bible says that we ought to be what slow to speak and quick to hear because sometimes we get part of a story or a sound bite and rather than do our due diligence to find out as many facts as available we are so quick to pass public judgment but the word of God encourages us to be critical thinkers and yes I have a bias towards this because I'm a college professor and I despise when students reach for the low-hanging fruit reach for what they feel is the obvious answer because it reflects laziness on their part and so when we get just a little bit of information and then we take off and run with it that reflects laziness on our part because we have not done our due diligence we show a lack of integrity when we do that and we see this in the news all the time nowadays it's so much about getting uh, the hot tea or spilling the hot tea or being the, the first one to the buzzer, you know, with the lead story or with the breaking news that journalists, even today, you know, they used to have some journalistic integrity. They don't have that anymore. They just get a piece of the story and they run with it, you know, whether it's true or not. And as believers, we have to be better than that. We have to live above reproach. In fact, the Bible says, Second Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who rightly divides or correctly handles the word of truth. And so what this says here is that even if you go to church every Sunday and the preacher is preaching a word, God is saying, you go out of that church and you study on your own. You get into the book. You find out what the word of God is saying. You do your due diligence and you be a critical thinker and you find out for yourself what the word of God has to say because the low-hanging fruit approach is, I ain't got to read the Bible. I can just listen. I can just listen to what the preacher say. Well, you know what? The preacher is a man and he has, is, is subject to error and he is not infallible and so it's up to us to take it upon ourselves to go and find out what the word of God says concerning these things how do you think I put these podcasts together I, I go and find out what the word of God says concerning these things and a lot of times why we don't do that is because it requires extra effort and so for those of you with platforms or spheres of influence let me just give you the rundown on good leadership Number one, good leaders do not reach for low-hanging fruit, okay? We are always aiming to rise above. Good leaders do not jump from hearsay to judgment without knowing all the facts. Good leaders know how to stay in their lane, meaning it is not 
for us to comment on everything. Everything that's happening in the world is not for us to pass comment on. Everything that's happening in the world is not for us to say, ooh, so-and-so is pregnant, or ooh, so-and-so is getting a divorce, or ooh, so-and-so is getting married, or ooh. Like, everything that's happening in the world is not for us to comment on. Sometimes we need to recognize how to stay in our lane and stay focused on the task at hand. Good leaders elevate the conversation instead of racing to the bottom with everybody else because a quick scroll through social media and there's just so much repugnance. There's just so much degradation. And and I sometimes marvel at it because I'm a sociologist at heart. This is what I, I studied in college. So I'm a people watcher by trade. And sometimes I just marvel at it. And I said, are people really this broken? Are people really this hateful? Are people really this full of anger and just bitterness and cynicism and are they just so jaded there is a race to the bottom okay like right now we are are contending with a lot of people who are fighting for the least common denominator okay and good leaders rise above all of that furthermore good leaders are not narrow-minded and dogmatic dogmatic means well, what I say goes and my word is law and this is what it is and it ain't no other way. It's my way or the highway, okay? Good leaders are not dogmatic. So what that means is, no, you don't agree with everything and every view and every perspective that's out there, but you do recognize that there is value in perspectives other than your own, okay? Last but not least in this section, sometimes we can't hear the message because of the messenger, which brings me back to Snoop. So does Snoop represent a lifestyle that runs contrary to the Bible in many ways? Yes. Yes, he does. I had an opportunity to watch his football show. Uh, he coaches youth football on, and it's a show, I think, on Netflix. And he says, well, there's a difference between Snoop Dogg, you know, Uncle Snoop, and coach Snoop. And he says, I never bring Snoop Dogg to the football field. He said, when I'm here, I'm about these kids and I'm about their futures and I'm about motivation and coaching and trying to get them on the right track. Now, does he cuss them out along the way? Yes, he does. You know, but I believe his heart is in the right place. But again, that's not for me to, to judge those intentions that that's what God does. So yes, in many ways, his lifestyle represents things that run contrary to the Bible. At the same time, and I would be remiss if I didn't point this out because it's my job to show a bigger picture and a critical perspective. At the same time, there are gospel artists that many of us support who live the exact same way that he does. They just do it out of the public eye. And so the scripture says, Luke 8, 17, for all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. So which is worse? Is it Snoop who openly lives a life and does things that are contrary to what the Bible teaches and then turns around and makes a gospel album? Or is it worse for somebody who preaches the gospel, who espouses the gospel, who has built a following on the gospel in the public eye, but then goes outside of the public eye and then lives a totally different way and does some of the things that Snoop does, but nobody knows about it in the secret and hush hush. So which is worse? It's not for me to say, but the Bible says that in due time, God is going to bring all of those things out into the open. Which brings us to, should Snoop be doing a gospel album? So let's go back to our guiding text. Philippians chapter 1, 15 through 18. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. 
The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. So I want to focus specifically on that first those first couple of verses, 15 and 16, where it says, it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. But the question I want to ask you believers is, are you preaching Christ at all? Paul is saying, yeah, some people do it with good motives and other people do it out of shady motives, but are you doing it at all? Is my question. Are we doing it all? You know, before we talk about what Snoop should be doing, let's kind of bring the focus back to ourselves, okay, and say, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? So are believers preaching Christ? Or do we have what is called a lot of uh, closet Christianity? Well, yeah, I'm a Christian, but you know, I just kind of keep that to myself because, you know, it's rude to just go out here. I ain't trying to push my religion on nobody and my beliefs on nobody. So, you know, I just, I keep it all to myself. Oh, okay. Well, that attitude is contrary to what the Bible says. And we'll get into that in a minute. But that is a, that is what we call closet Christianity, where, you know, you keeping all of God's blessings and your testimony and, and the fact that you go to church or, or what you believe, you keeping all of that in the closet. And my question is, you know, are we preaching the gospel? Are we doing what we're supposed to do? Are we going to our unsaved friends and family and sharing the gospel with them? You know, do people know that we believe in Jesus Christ and him crucified? Have we gone out into the highways and byways and told people that God loves them, that Jesus loves them? Have we as entrepreneurs and influencers, have we leveraged our platforms to share the gospel? Now, obviously, I can say yes, you know, and I will say that at the beginning of this journey, this podcast journey, uh, I was discouraged from doing that and was told, well, you know, but actually the fact that I do share the gospel is the reason why so many of you have tuned in week after week after week and season after season. And I appreciate that. And so the question, are you preaching Christ at all? Before we get into a debate about whether or not Snoop should be doing it, the Bible says that we should always, what? Examine yourself, take the mote out of our own eye. And if the answer is no, we haven't been doing that, then do we have cause to say what Snoop should be doing and sharing with his platform? And I want to share a a word about this too, because I'm always going to take you back to the scripture. So here in Luke 19, 37 through 40, it says this. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd, a.k.a. church folks, okay? Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. In other words, tell them to shut up. Pipe down with all that noise. And Jesus said unto them, I tell you, he replied, if they would keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And so this is where, you know, Jesus is is about to make a triumphant entrance into the city and and people are hailing him, you know, all hail King Jesus. And because they were keeping up such a ruckus of, of praise and just thanking God for the miracles that they had seen, the church folks was like, tell them look, get your people together. Tell they too loud. You know, (laughs) it's so funny that, that this is just such a interesting parallel because I know you've heard these stories in the news where 
so many people are, are calling the police on African-Americans saying, you know, well, they was breathing or they were sitting here too long or they were in Starbucks or or they they fell asleep in the wrong room or or they barbecuing in the wrong spot. You know, it was that type of thing. Like, get these people together, get get them out of here. And Jesus said, I tell you, if these disciples would keep quiet, the rocks would cry out, which brings us to God's will be done. There's a famous quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, which I love. And it says, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. I repeat, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. And so here's the point. It is God's will that his gospel be shared to the ends of the earth. And if his children won't do it, if believers won't do it, if church folks won't do it, he will use another source, even rocks. Jesus said, if these, if these disciples would stop praising me, the rocks would start praising me. And so God has given us a specific, clear, right in black and white command to go out and share the good news. And if we will not do it because we're too afraid, because we're too proud, because we don't feel like it, because we ain't got time, because of whatever reason that we can think of while we're not sharing the gospel, God will absolutely use another source. So is it God's will for Snoop to share the gospel? I could not tell you that. It's not for me to tell you that. But what I can tell you is what each of us should be doing, which is go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo or behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So what should Snoop be doing? I don't know. It ain't for me to tell you what Snoop ought to be doing. It's not for you to say what Snoop ought to be doing. I'm going to tell you what we as believers ought to be doing, and we ought to be doing what the Bible says we ought to do. So let's bring our focus as we wrap up this series. Let's bring our focus back to God. The whole theme of this series is that so often we get distracted by what's happening in the world and we abandon our true calling and purpose. That is the whole point of the spring cleaning series that so often as Christians, we can start tiptoeing into the zone of acting like uppity church folks, bourgeois Baptists, the frozen chosen and start side eyeing, judging, whispering, pointing about what other people are doing and just walking away from the things that God has called us to do. And to, to use a football analogy, because I know I got a lot of brothers that listen to this show and I, and you know, I know that women love football too, but to, to use a football analogy, you know, the point is too many of us are in the huddle but we not in the game. You know, we in the huddle gossiping, we in the huddle pointing, we in the huddle talking about the quarterback or the pass or the person that's out there on the field. We in the huddle, but we not in the game. Or a lot of us are on the bench. Okay. We ain't even in the game. We on the bench talking about the people that are in the game. When the fact is Jesus said, get in the game. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, not sit on the sidelines and talk about the people that are doing Whatever it is that they're doing, we have a specific call and focus. And so when we lose sight of that, then our platforms are compromised. Then we don't get the blessings that God has intended for us because we have strayed off the path. And I want to leave you with this. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so are we going to be tested? Yes. Are many of these distractions test? Yes. But in that period of testing, pray for discernment. If you are spending way too much time in the shade room and not enough time in your prayer room, then it's time to get back to basics. Okay, if we spending so much time on Facebook, but we ain't spend enough time in the good book, it's time to get back to basics. Okay, and it's not hard. It's just a choice. That's all it is. I'm not asking you to give up, you know, caffeine. (laughs) I'm just saying, make different choices. Make choices that are going to bring you closer to God and closer to his will for your life instead of choices that draw us further from God and pull us into the fray, into places that really are not meant for us. So that is it. That is the end of the spring cleaning series. And guess what? Pod class returns next week. Yay. Um, actually, at the time that this episode airs, I will be across the pond. So all of my listeners in the UK, because last time y'all was like, you ain't even tell us that you was coming. I am coming. So if you are listening to this podcast on a late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning or whatever the case may be, I am on a flight across the pond and I will be there for some time. So if you want to visit, if you want to hit me up, you know, and you're not a crazy person, because you know, I'm going to vet you seriously, I don't just meet up with random people. But if you want to meet up, you know, and connect, I am willing to do that even host a meetup in the UK, so that I can meet you and appreciate you and love on you for being such a devoted listener to this podcast. So believers, if you have questions, comments, takeaways, hit me up at Dr. Shante says on Instagram, on Twitter, and I will see you next time.